do you think do you think that uh the anthony wiener's parents uh kind of incorporated chekhov's gun with giving him the last name wiener <laughs> and and he was like i have to i have to uh use it i have to use it okay Wait. that's yeah it's if you if you yes. mention it if you show it you have to use it that's chekhov's gun so <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Boba Fett After Show, uh, brought to you by the Keeg. I am your host, Demetra Pereira. We are talking about episode two of uh, uh, the Book of Boba Fett, and uh, I am not here alone. That's why I got my co-host, Matthew Mori. Matthew, say hi to the audience, Matthew. Hello, how's it going? Um, it's going good. Thanks for thanks for asking. Well, it's directed to the audience, but oh, yeah, yeah. oh. Okay, cool. Um, well, Matthew, uh, you're not the only person here. You're my you're my co-host. Um, uh, uh, but we do have a special guest uh, today. We have content creator slash awesome person Abby Zarafa Burn. Abby, how you doing? I am doing good. Very excited to be back on here. Thank you for inviting me. What was the last show that you were on? Uh, it was the What If after show for Doctor Strange. What? Oh. Okay, and then what else did I... Did I have you on another one as well? Yeah, uh, the Titans one with Theories by T. That's right, the Titans episode. That was the first <laughs> one I had you on. And mm -hmm. we talked about the first three episodes of that season of Titan. Um, in five words or less, did you like the recent <laughs> Titans season? Started good, got worse. Might get better. That was more than five, but okay. Fair. Six, I know. <laughs> I tried, I tried. Yeah. Uh, 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 well, thank you for coming on, on this show. Um, we got episode two to talk about. Uh, I'm going to say what's up to everybody out there. I see Miss Marauder joining the crowd like six times. Uh, I don't know whether it's a problem on our end or hers. Uh, but we got better internet this time around and uh, the key is on the up and up for 2022. Um, and I'm glad because uh, we got a lot to talk about and I'm glad we're not going to get the interruptions that we had. Like, let's just say last episode. Um, uh, Abby, were you, you're a big star Wars fan. I am, but I don't get the chance to talk about it that often because not that many people around me are. It has yeah. kind of meant that I haven't seen um, like the, the main films in it. It's been a minute. I've seen all of them. Don't worry. Yeah. It's just been a minute. <laughs> right. Uh, we were talking about um, how it was Marvel, 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 all of 2021, right? And mm -hmm. so, like, like, sure, you and I, we did that Titans episode, but we also did the What If episode, uh, and now we're doing Star Wars. So I, I have you all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any, anything. Anything nerdy. Geeky, I'm there. I'm down for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, it's going to be a Marvel desert uh, until May. Or I'm guessing, like, Miss Marvel, the show will come out before then. But for the most part, like, Star Wars might have, like, three, two or three series that come out this year, uh, at the very least. So uh, I don't know. Matt, do you do you know? 
of the other uh, Star Wars well, we series coming out? This one. Okay, yes. Book of Boba Fett. Andor. Andor, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Mandalorian. Yeah, if, Mandal- if Mandalorian season... Or not, but yeah. Yeah, if Mandalorian season three expected. might come out. Yeah. None of this stuff yeah. has really been... We haven't given solid days, so... It's, yeah. You know. I think Star Wars is still trying to figure itself out, which is fine. They... Remember when they scheduled one movie for every year? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> they were like, oh yeah, our cousins over at Marvel, they're doing five a year. Uh, we could do one a year, right? And then they tripped and fell. <laughs> like, yeah, I, they I tripped and fell hard. It, to be honest with you. What'd you say? I lose sleep over it, to be honest with you. I think about it all the time. I'm like, oh, why can't they just have another movie out? <laughs> right. Well, now, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird. But now they're exploring like Rogue One and Solo type stories, but in these series, right? Essentially. I mean, in literally when it comes to Andor, I mean, literally exploring that character from that movie. Um, but now we got Book of Boba Fett, which some people were like, oh, is that going to be Mandalorian season three? No, it's just a spinoff. And mm-hmm. uh, it's been crazy. Abby, what do you think of the first episode? Because I didn't obviously have you on the after show for the first episode. But like, what do you think about the first episode? I really, really like the kind of gentle introduction to like the, the periods of boba's life that we just completely missed out on um, yeah that that whole like long introduction sequence with basically no talking no dialogue yeah it was all just like it, it was very visceral and just what happened <laughs> and I, yeah. I loved it i really enjoyed that yeah uh well some people didn't like the first episode what uh i don't know if you had heard people complaining about the first episode did you, have you? No. Matt, have you heard any complaints about the first episode? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what were the complaints? It's filler, I guess, or it didn't progress the story. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not on that boat at all. No. <laughs> yeah. It was a great start. I thought it was a great start. Yeah. It doesn't have to be balls to the walls right at the beginning. Mm, yeah. I mean, Mandalorian wasn't even like that in, in the first episode. It wasn't balls to the walls. Yeah, definitely it, not even the second. Well, I guess it kind of had the... The, uh, the shootout of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So you kind of had that, like, oh, okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I was cool with the first episode, and I'm even yeah. better off with the second episode, which is yeah. what yes. we're definitely here to talk about. Um, uh, but I, I just know that like there are naysayers of Boba Fett acting acting like Boba Fett is woke now. That there's like kind of a a general like a not a general consensus but a very niche consensus the opposite of general consensus where it's like why does Boba Fett do this nice like why is he nice why is he this and why is he that and it's like uh, some TikToker I forget was talking about how they're like those people are projecting onto <laughs> like what they would do like they would just kill indiscriminately if they were in Boba Fett's position but we realized that like. Boba Fett has a heart and he has honor. Mm-hmm. There's oh, nothing wrong with that. On the line too, right? <laughs> like he's got to make decisions for his life. <laughs> right. To, yeah. Right. It's like, what do you expect? Boba Fett just walks in, blows everybody up and then leaves. I don't know. Yeah. Miss um, Marauder says they're mad. He doesn't like slavery. That was a thing that I, that I had heard is like, when, when did Boba Fett not like slave or uh, not like slavery? And it's like, um, 
I think more Star Wars characters should dislike slavery. I don't think yeah. enough Star Wars <laughs> characters dislike slavery. Uh-huh. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so, wait, like, after the first episode, Abby, did you have any idea of where we were going to go with this second episode before you even watched the second episode? I felt like I could tell that we were going to get, um, we, we were going to spend a lot more time seeing him um, with the Tuscans. And yeah. How that, because when we see him first in in the first episode, we see that he's got one of the, you know, properly fully made uh, Tuscan sticks, like the yeah, stick things. He had it in Mandalorian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we we see that he's that he's got this, but then obviously he's definitely not at that level yet in the first episode yeah. with the Tuscans. So it's like, right, he's gonna go through he's gonna go through quite a bit of development there. Yeah. Um and I, I was so happy to see a lot of that in this episode because I loved those scenes so much, like the training on the the speeders and the train, Oof. the flight sequence. Oh yes, in this episode. It it was I I have thoughts, but continue. <laughs> um, I, I I just always love it, especially in a universe that looks at things like so broadly, um, and has so many different moving parts. To just take a minute, a minute, breathe, and like focus in on this character and, and properly go in depth, like have a character study. It's great. It's amazing. Um, and I I know. Obviously, a lot of people's um, criticisms when it comes to Star Wars, like the prequels in particular, they didn't like them because they had too much um, like politics in it yeah. in terms of how things worked and who was ruling what and all that kind of stuff. I'm really enjoying that in this series. That's one of the things I'm liking seeing the most, the kind of um, like conversations and debates and keeping composed while still making his authority known, all that kind of stuff. I love seeing those scenes. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying it so far. I, I realized as I got older that I liked the politics of episode one better as I'm like older now and I can understand it. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas a kid, I'm like, boo, politics, boo. I just want to see a lightsaber. <laughs> right. And now I'm like, I hope I never see, I, I hope, and this is crazy for this show. In this show alone, I hope I never see a lightsaber. Mm. I, I do not want to see a lightsaber in this, in this show. Uh, 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 Matt, do you, do you, do you agree? Disagree? How's that working? Man? Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I mean, I'm fine with, with no Jedi or no lightsabers or anything like, yeah. I mean. Uh, this is Boba Fett shows. You can have both have problems, and yeah, maybe if, maybe if a Jedi shows up, it might be cool. But I mean, I don't need it. Sure, <laughs> definitely don't need it. Right. Every season finale, Luke shows up. He's like, "Hey, I heard this is a season finale. I'm gonna show up." It's like, "What are you doing here, dude? Don't be shoehorned." Um, uh, Matt, Matt, did you do you agree that like episode one politics are better now that we're older? In that world yeah. building. I hardly no? ever watched that movie, so. <laughs> or maybe not even episode one, but like one, two, and three. Just the the prequels. Um, I probably liked the prequels less as I, as I got older, because I kind of liked them huh? when I was younger. Uh-huh. Uh so, I don't know. I'm kind of yeah. different. I don't really care either way. I, I, li I like talking about it more, I think, now. 
back then it was just like, yeah, it was just like fighting with lightsabers and whatever. Uh, the cool scenes, but like you can only talk so much about like cool scenes. You talk a lot right, about right. like, I don't know, uh, bring it into this episode, the amount of humanity that the Tusken Raiders have yes. been given. And this is something we talked about in the previous episode and in like Mandalorian, like the amount of humanity that the Tusken Raiders have been given recently is leagues more than like when we watched episode two and Anakin's like, oh yeah, I uh, I killed them all. And then it's fine. Yeah. They're all, you know. Yeah. But now, like this scene when they get shot, I'm like, these they show compassion. You know how like when we when we when we fell up like people fell apart when like Ewoks are like, wake up, wake up, right? That whole like yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Ewoks care about each other. That's what the Tusken Raiders did. They were just like holding them as they died in this episode. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and being able to to like show that well, I say humanity, obviously not humans, but like being right. able to show that kind of like depth of character when we can't see any like yeah. facial expressions we can't like we don't understand like literally what they're saying we have the subtitles but we don't really know the like implications behind specific words or that kind of stuff but just just from the the like playing with their voice and how they interact with boba uh-huh. it, it's given them so much more um as like these side characters and secondary characters and everything. Right. So that then, yeah, when things happen to them, even though it's only been two episodes and not all of it's been about them, it hits when everything yeah. happens to them. Right. Uh, uh, Cause we, I mean, we've only seen one kid Tuscan, right? It's that one who like idolizes Boba, right? Mm. Um, I think so. And like, if he dies, like, we don't even need to see a face. We know that's a kid, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I could handle it. If if, if they kill the kid, I yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that warrior he's connecting with too. Like I thought, I yeah, the one who. Right? Oh, she, I don't know. Is it a he or a she? I I, I don't know. Say she. Um, Are they? Is it kind of like Enfys Nest a little bit in Solo? You know, like Enfys Nest ended up being a. Uh, 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 a girl. Remember in Solo, like you, you don't know it's a girl until like she takes it off, and it's the girl from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, yeah. Um, but like, I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I was getting nervous. But that's a like, bad like, train and everything. Like, yeah. yeah, she's a badass. Yeah. When she oh, rolls so up cool. in the speeder bike, I was like, oh shit, oh, oh wait. Oh, and she she runs the speeder bike straight, and like she jumps. I was like, oh, ah, oh, it's so mm -hmm. badass, uh, you know. Um, uh, uh, that being said, just bringing it back to Anakin. Anakin slaughtered however many of men, women, and children of a different tribe, you know. And that, I mean that we know we it'd be too coincidental. It'd be the same tribe, but like a different tribe. But like he killed a whole tribe of them. And I don't feel sorry for him. I don't. That's before. That's before he becomes Darth Vader. Anakin's a piece of shit. That's it. I mean, that's that's my that's my Star Wars hot take. Anakin's a piece of shit. Whether 
like episode is two that, onwards. Is that a hot take? No, but some well, well, you'd say you'd say that's is that a hot take? But there are people who say there is a Anakin is a different person than Vader, and he becomes Anakin at the end of Episode Six. He becomes Anakin again, and blah blah blah. And Vader is a different person. It's like no, that's the that's the type of 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 mental gymnastics that people do when they trigger warning here, but when when they beat somebody beats their wife and then says that wasn't me i will i'm so sorry that wasn't me or when people say that's them when they're drunk it's not actually them it's that Uh same energy you know anakin is darth vader he killed a whole tribe yeah he killed a whole tribe like the mask on is just an excuse for him to be like well i guess i'm you know my my wife is dead i have a mask on i'm partly human Eh." I'm, I guess I might as well be a mass murderer, even more so. Um, so Anakin's a piece of shit from episode two onwards, I would say. He kills yeah, a whole I tribe agree. of indigenous people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So so I think it is a hot take, but, you know, <laughs> thank you all for agreeing with me. Uh, <laughs> we got you, we got you. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I, I'm so invested in this tribe, by the way, in this Tuscan yes. Raider tribe. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um oh who's the director on this episode is it still robert rodriguez i thought he directed all of them but did oh really is he directing all of them because mandalorian was different directors in different episodes right yeah mm. okay um let's see if i can find out Turn okay uh while matt while matt looks that up abby what's your favorite part of this episode Ooh, oh that's a tough question um Actually, no, it's not. I do have a favorite part, and it's yeah. nothing serious in the slightest. <laughs> what? What? What is? What is what? It's one line. It's the delivery of one line. Okay. When Boba is, <laughs> when he's teaching them how to ride the the speeders, and he gets really, really into it, and he's like, "Yeah, come on, this is great," and he's like doing the action, and he just goes like a panther. The sheer joy, <laughs> yeah, in his face. It was, it was just the delivery of that one line, like a banter. Favorite line, favorite moment. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought you were just gonna say the the random slapstick that is teaching them how to drive speeder bikes and having them jump and fall, which is that was good too. Yeah, which is weirdly juxtapos- juxtaposed by them actually falling and dying later. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, which is, which is, what's up? Dave Filoni, Steph Green, the directors of this episode. It was duo. It was two, two directors. Okay. Um, um, but, uh, then there was also the fact, like, I guess you're going to have to deal with the rancor and they drop (laughs) the guy down there and he's like, Oh no. Uh, And I knew it. I knew I was like, the rancor is dead. And this is like, right. This is right after Return of the Jedi. There so it's like... One, though. No, I mean... From the, from the Bad Batch, they had... Uh, I forget what it was called. But I thought the Bad Batch one. one is the same one. That's yeah, what I thought. Really? How do you know? That, well, they have different names. So I, I don't know. Really? What's the one in Return of the Jedi's name? I don't remember. They're different, though. <laughs> Matt, you're coming at me Dude, with I'm that. Not, at, you're, you're, for sure, you're for sure positive? I'm for sure positive. You're for sure positive that Jabba owns two Rancors. The the Rancor from the Bad Batch, uh-huh. different Rancor. 
that's your positive. I'm pretty sure it was being delivered to Jabba the Hutt in the Bad Batch. I thought that was just a setup that that was the Rancor. That's what I always thought. (laughs) Abby, did you watch Bad Batch? I haven't seen all of it. I've seen, I think I've seen the first nine episodes. So Uh I'm like around halfway through, just over halfway. You didn't get Um, to the part with the baby Rancor? I can't remember if I did. You would remember because he is cute. He is cute. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I was watching it when, um, at first, like, when the episodes came out. Yeah. Um, and then I started uni, and I had a lot of work. Um, that's fair. It, it was one of the ones that just kind of, like, slipped off for a bit. But I'm yeah. I'm planning to just binge the last, I think, seven episodes. Um, I'm planning to just get through all of those so I'm properly up to date. Because, obviously, there's a question. I, I don't know how Bad Batch has ended, so mm. I don't know how possible it is. But, um... There is also the whole thing of Omega. She yeah. Is, she is like Boba's equivalent in terms of like their yeah. relationship to, to Django. They are non-altered clones of his. Yeah. Are they how, I mean, me? how, how she has a, she has to have female chromosomes, I would assume. Um, yeah. Like, just like um, Wolverine has a clone daughter who isn't a full clone. It's a half clone, which is just a daughter, essentially, yeah. if you think about it that way. Um, and the, but she does have a mother, so I don't know if Omega has a mother or not. Hmm. I don't know. I'm really, really interested to see if they do, um, at any point in either Bad Batch or Book of Boba, Uh if they do, like, even just, like, tread the waters of answering that question, and, like, if there's any kind of potential interaction between the two, if they even know about each other. I'm, I yeah, I'm really interested in that. Uh, well, we were trying to compute last last week. We were trying to compute how what's the age gap between Omega and Boba? Because mm. Omega, I think, is younger than Boba. She has to be because yeah. she's like younger in in after Episode Three than Boba is in Episode Two. Yeah, or they're the same age, but that's five years apart from each other ish. So, like, what's going on there? But are we going to get an adult Omega? You think we're going to see Omega mm. in this? It's I, wild. That's a wild so. theory. I hope so at some point. Maybe, maybe even not in the first season or maybe even, like, right at the end of the first season or something. I feel like if they do, uh-huh. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they wait for it to be a story that they explore in season two. Yeah. Because it seems like they're setting up um really really well my hand um this story for the first season this kind of dual thing of boba's past and him yeah. training with the the tuscans then like paralleled with or like switching between his his present and the whole like politics of taking over all that kind of stuff that seems like a, a fairly solid story in itself um and they run the risk i think of if they were to just kind of start throwing characters in there for cameos and all these other stories, it's too much too quickly. Just just let it progress naturally. Yeah. So I think, I think for a season two story, unless they do manage to do it in season one in a good, organic way. way, Yeah. Yeah. Um, If they want to have that be like a full story in of itself, then I think that's good season two material. Okay. That's fair. I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, what I've liked so far about Book of Boba Fett, and this is only episode two, it's that they haven't jam-packed it with random people. Like, Donald Glover hasn't shown up and been like, hey, uh, Boba. Actually, it wouldn't be Donald Glover at this point. It would be Billy D. Williams. But still, uh. like, like it's like, Boba Fett, hey. Uh, that's, my, that's, my, that's my Lando impression. Uh, you know, I was uh-huh. thinking about that, too. Like, if, if, let's say, like, Han Solo shows up in this, is it going to be uh, the guy, the actor from Solo? You think do you think they'll do that? Like mm. they they cast him as a younger younger Han Solo, but like maybe did they just like straight up recast him too? No, because they would de-age. They would de-age or find a new actor that would play Han. Because we already know what Han Han looks like at this point. He was not much that much younger than Yeah, but it's the face. Was. Han Solo was in in uh New Hope, right? Like Yeah, but it's the years. face, you know? Like do what they did for was it Leia? Moth Moff Gideon, I think it was. They used um oh, un- unless about... I'm getting Oh Tarkin. Grand, uh, Tarkin. Yeah, Moff Tarkin. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. You yeah. can tell that I don't talk about Star Wars with people that often. <laughs> yeah, all my names mixed up. Um yeah. but yeah, they had uh this other actor, um, who's actually from Holby City. That's the only thing that I know him in, and it's a doctor hospital show in the UK. Oh, there you go. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, they had him as like the stand-in because he looked extremely similar. Yeah. Um, and similar enough that they only then had to do a kind of small little layer of <laughs> CGI over mm. it to make it seem like him then. Yeah. So if, if they can find someone that looks similar enough to Han then, then I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they did something like that or to any characters that they want to like bring back in but from that time period yeah it'd be tough because we've we've seen leia for instance at the end of uh rogue one and mm. they didn't bring carrie fisher back for that but they didn't also cast a new actor they de-aged her and they yeah. brought mark Han- or uh they brought luke back at the end of mandalorian season two and they de-aged him they de-aged so him. they did a, like an overlay of somebody else for princess leia uh-huh uh Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, like they mm, yeah. I thought it was some uh, another body double uh, for for Luke in Mandalorian season two. I thought it was a body double. Well, they had the. It's it has to be a body double. It's not stunts. a middle aged man's body. The guy doing the stunts was somebody else, but I think like the, like from here up, scene, the acting scenes. It was it was well, Pamela. That's fair. Um, so I guess if they were to put Han Solo in, they would follow one of those two kind of ways. Um. I want to I want to talk about what I freaked out about, and yeah, I I, I, I I texted Matt, and Matt's a good ten to fifteen minutes ahead of me. Uh, did you start? When did you start watching it? Eleven fifty? Yeah, something like that. Like yeah, I started watching it twelve oh five, so I was late. Okay. Uh, and I was like, holy shit, holy shit, when something happened, and Matt was like, speed bike stuff, <laughs> and I was like, training. Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute. Was there speed spike stuff that I already did? No. What? Oh, you must be really far ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, it's this bad boy right here. Oh, Black. Okay. He is a character. Black Chrysanthemum is a character from the Star Wars comics. This oh, is the first time we've seen an original comic character come out in live action. Uh, for, not a legend character. He was created He's for the Marvel comics. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. He hangs out with his loose term. He gets uh, with Doctor Afra. Um, whether they're working together at this moment in time, they work a little bit around Episode 
era. So the point being is it couldn't too too far. Fun. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is a pause. Holding. It's alright. It's alright. This is life. This is life. Um, <laughs> Looks like No, but I have both of them up no. here, but uh, it's not up yet. Okay, we're coming back in a in a second. Wonder what happened there. It's weird, but all right. Uh, give it a yeah, give it a couple connect, seconds. Connection to Zoom is perfect. Yeah, Zoom's Zoom's running. Yeah. Um, Looks I'm like just gonna go like this. Let me know if I freeze. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we're good now. You're good. Volume's good. I don't know about Twitch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all they see, all they see is me waving. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, what was I gonna say? So, Black Chrysanthemum is an original, like Marvel Star Wars comic character. Um, he is an ex gladiator. He's a horrible Wookie. Like he's just, he's a monster. Like, <laughs> like che Chewie and him have fought. Like, Chewie's nice. Black Chrysanthemum's the opposite of Chewie. And um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna test some audio. But yeah, basically, um, he looks very angry. <laughs> what I got from him. Mm. I mean, when he uh, came on screen first, my instant reaction was, oh, "Emo Wookie, it's an uh, Emo Wookie." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's death metal, Chewy. <laughs> it it is. It's. I think it's death metal versus, like, uh, yeah, heavy metal. Miss Marauder saying heavy metal. He looks like he's heavy metal. Yeah, I mean, he's the type of Wookie when when Han Solo says Chewy will tear your arms off. He's the type that does tear your arm off. And so he's an ex gladiator that fought. He put himself back into slave gladiator fights. Like even after he was free, he went back oh. to just kill. Uh, oh my God. uh and and if there's any star wars fans uh or like really hardcore ones that are know who i'm talking about with black chrysanthemum feel free to correct me this is just my own memory of it uh and then he ends up being like a mercenary so he's not a bounty hunter but he is there like you have money he is there so oh man when he appeared i freaked out because this <laughs> he is who i wanted he is the one person that i i wanted in this show. Mm. Oh, that's and cool. not even that much. Like, this <laughs> This is episode two. Like, who are we going to get? Are we going to get Bosk? Like, are we going <laughs> to get Dengar? Like, we saw a lot of Trandoshans in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Those, like, reptilian-looking guys. And, like, Bosk is, is one of their species. I don't know. Um, I don't know if, if Bosk is going to show up. But, like, this is just episode two. Black Chrysanthemum shows up. And then um, we, get, we get introduced to two twin... Twin huts. Twin huts. Mm, oh, are they cousins or are they cousins? They're, they're, they're Jabba's cousins, but they're twins. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jabba's cousins. Yeah. However, that works <laughs> in the hut family tree. I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, Abby, what are your what are your initial thoughts on the twins? <laughs> I, I think, as with any hut, funny to watch. Obviously, they're <laughs> they're, all, they're always hilarious, but you're also like. Oh, I hate you so much. I hate them. I hate them I so, hate much. so much. Yeah. Like you, you're laughing, but you're laughing at them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel sorry for all those guys that had to carry them. Like 
you know when they signed up when they signed up they're like you know you're carrying a hut right and they're like oh yeah i mean it's gonna be heavy but like i could do it and they're like oh but they're twins <laughs> two huts oh man they go pay me double for that no yeah and there wasn't even that many people like kind of was, was struggling a little bit i noticed that they did that was an excellent detail <laughs> yeah, uh, Miss Marauder says he was he dabbing his sweat with a bunny, and it did look yeah, like that. It was like some creature. Cause the Jabba's uh, or Huts ooze right, cause they're kind of like slugs, like Jabba used to. He used to be all like slimy looking. Um, Miss Marauder says what I was thinking that uh, she thought he was gonna eat it, but he just used it as a handkerchief. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, what vibes are we what vibes are we getting from those twins oh just just pure i mean both <laughs> physically and characteristically just slimy oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> just pure slimy <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> yeah i mean they seem like they're uh entitled they want what they want and they're yeah. going to use anybody they can to get it yeah we'll mm. see we'll see what's going to happen there's a lot of firsts in this, like, as far as, like, mythos and lore. Like, I've never seen Twin Huts. Have you guys, you guys ever mm. heard of Twin Huts? No. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, that's, I mean, that's, that's crazy. I, I also. a bunch of Huts in the War of the Bounty Hunters comics that just happened. Um, I don't remember if they were the twins or not. I don't remember if they were there. No, th- there, there was one that wasn't. Um, oh, the Buff Hut. Goro? No, not <laughs> Goro. What's his name? Uh. There's a super buff hut. Do you know who I'm talking about, Abby? No. <laughs> there is a super buff hut with like a 12 pack. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look him up. Uh, in the comics. What? Uh, buff hut. Yeah, I'm gonna look up Buff Hut Star Wars. Buffy the Hut. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Gracchus. Gracchus the Hut. Uh, I'm gonna show him to you. And mm-hmm. uh, don't fall in love. Uh, he he's 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 a chad he's definitely a chad um oh my god (laughs) i gotta i gotta open this up here oh no this is shocking i haven't even seen him yet uh let's see can someone try to find okay uh he's buff and i'm trying uh that's the only word to describe him just buff (laughs) <laughs> that should just be his name just buff hut buff hut uh boku what gracchus um you can kind of see him oh my god yeah <laughs> what he has a he has a walking kind of spider vehicle to support him um but he's this super buff. This has blown my mind. You, you can kind of see him a little bit better here. Like, you see his six-pack? Oh, my God. I think it's, it's, I think it's like a 12-pack, and it extends underneath him. But, like, he's How? huge. <laughs> How? Those crunches, man. Yeah. And, and his wow, arm... There's a first for everything. His arm is super buff, too. And anyone listening to the podcast, uh, they can't see what we're taking so much time out of our out of our thing to to show. It's ripped. Trust us, it's worth it's it. Just, it's just it's look up Gracchus the Hut, you know? There you go. Look at his arm. Huge. Jeez. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know how he works out, but like he is he is a Chad. Um, um, Miss Marauder says, "I just want Geezer to make an appearance. That would be my year." Who's Geezer? Is there a Geezer the Hut? I don't know. Oh yeah, Geezer. Oh, it's the. Uh, he's oh, oh, from, um, Visions. from Visions, yeah, he, and he plays the guitar, <laughs> and he's, he's cute, he's cute, I haven't seen all of it, uh, Visions, so, in fact, that might be the part that I didn't watch, which is only, like, number, episode two, or episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so, so, we see, we see not only these, like, new characters, we also get to see the mayor, right, mm. yeah who's an Ithorian and uh and he says he didn't hire the assassin. Mm. Which is and then what this... somebody who hired an assassin would say. Right. <laughs> but also who did? The huts, right? Is that is that fair? I think that's probably gonna be the mystery, right? Mm. I mean the twin I mean, the know twins that there's at least three moving parts against Bodber at the moment. There's um uh-huh. There's the mayor, there's the twins, and there's... Ah, I blanked on her name. The, uh, pub oh, yeah. owner the lady. The Twi'lek? Yeah. What is her name? Wait, oh, you think the Twi'lek is going against Boba? I don't trust her in the slightest. I thought she was afraid because she knew of the hit, or or knew that the twins were coming. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I trust that she was, like, telling the truth that she was, like, on edge because the twins were coming, but in general... Yeah. I do not trust her, and I do not think she is actually loyal to Boba. At least not yet. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. There, there's there's just something off with her. It's a gut feeling. Uh, Miss Marauder. Miss Marauder says she believes everything the mayor says. He's got such a nice voice. Which <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, is the surest way voice. of telling if someone's telling the truth. Right. <laughs> right. Um. It's like it's it's it comes down to uh to the voice. I wonder who voices all these people because I need to I want to know. Mm. But like, actually, speaking of the the voice actors in in both episode one and episode two, I got completely thrown off uh-huh. because I entirely forgot that Matt Berry was going to be voicing the droid. Yeah, I had to. I, I looked that up. I found that out afterwards. Um, oh, I I heard I heard when eighty eight first spoke in episode uh-huh. one when they were like coming forward with the tributes and everything. Mm-hmm. The second that he started speaking, I was like, oh my god, that's Matt Berry. <laughs> because he's uh, just, he is everywhere. He's I the droid, well, right? What we do in the shadows. Yeah, he's yeah. Like a in... thing. Yeah. That like flat it's a, like a flat faced, kind of look weird looking skinny mm. head droid. Yeah. Yeah. The, the second that he first said a single word, <gasps> it's him. Yeah. Because there's like a bunch of um, adverts in in England that Matt oh. does the voiceover for. Really? So e- even just without seeing mm-hmm. his face, just hearing his voice, I instantly know that it's him because yeah. he's just everywhere here. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm still thrown off by the one Twi'lek that works for the mayor. Because um, I figured out where he's from last time. At first I thought he was Anthony Weiner. He's not Anthony Weiner, but he's an actor who looks like Anthony Weiner, uh, who right. was on Veep. <laughs> We know that, but also the fact that he does not look monstrous. Like, he just looks like 
like you got some random American actor and put like <laughs> tentacles on his head because he doesn't even speak in an accent, which is weird because like I feel like in Star Wars a lot of the time like they they speak with like a fake British accent if they're gonna you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean like a like a uh, even like Padme and stuff, right? Like yeah. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, all okay. the like when they speak English, a lot of the time it's like, you know, uh there's there's a word for it, elevated or something whatever, but yeah. um something like that. Uh but mm-hmm. this guy's like uh oh, uh hey, how's it going? Uh you want to <laughs> uh you can't go in there. That's the mayor's office. Okay. He he does look like like a uh, bad cosplay costume kind of. Kind of. I just, mm. I, I, I expect, like, the jagged teeth or something. Even the, the, the one, like, like, gigolo Twi'lek from, <laughs> from the sanctuary or whatever. Like, that guy, like, that guy was ripped. You know, you knew, you knew what he was there for. Uh, mm-hmm. But he looked like a Twi'lek. And this guy's like. <laughs> He's like, hi, what's up? What's yeah. <laughs> they do yeah. have a lot of variation throughout. Uh, like, Harrison Dula, she's. Yeah, similar, similar type of Twilight. Uh oh, uh, the 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 madam or whoever of the sanctuary, yeah. she looks like just a normal human, but with tentacles too. Mm. And uh, what was the name of the from Return of the Jedi? Oh, Ula. Ula uh, didn't. Ula didn't look like. Ula looked like she had prosthetics and stuff. Mm. Oh, not in the face. I don't yeah, it's... not in the face, <laughs> but it, yeah, 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 yeah. But Bib Fortuna. Definitely. Definitely had the jagged teeth and whatever. Miss <laughs> um, Marauder says, I think it's because his tentacles are short, too. Oh. Mm. Um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he's definitely one of the characters in, in terms of, like, the mystery of it all and right. who, who to be kind of, like, suspicious of. Right. He, he's definitely one to, to keep an eye on. I yeah. Because I feel like it's going to be one of those... Um, kind of like Mr. X where you think it's the guy in charge yeah. like running things, but it's actually the second in command. Yeah. Who's like doing things behind his back. Right. I feel like he might be that kind of a character. That's mm. definitely yeah, that's that's yeah. that's Anthony Weiner, you know? <laughs> I mean, if it's not he's doing not, something, he's doing something <laughs> you know. Uh Anthony Weiner in a nutshell. <laughs> uh totally not any, the typecast. Yeah. Uh <laughs> How much? How much do Brits know about Anthony Weiner? Because I'm I'm literally bringing up an American politician here as a joke, and I don't know is it tracking or is it just funny because his last name's Weiner? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I have no idea. Oh, okay, okay, that's fair. He was a he was a politician. He was a politician that like sent he sent pictures of his junk to like just multiple girls. Yeah. Oh. And like he got caught, and then he got caught again. Like he did it oh multiple times and, and kept doing his wiener. And his last name's Wiener. You know, right. uh, that's yeah. I, gen- I genuinely thought you were saying that was the actor's name. <laughs> no, his his the uh, the actual actor looks kind of like him, but he's an actual actor. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm with it now. <laughs> uh, a general question: Are the Twi'leks too hot? Other than Anthony Weiner, not him, <laughs> but like, are the other are the Twi'leks too hot? Is this t- not hot enough? <laughs> you really? No, I'm kidding. They're great. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, okay. So yeah. Uh, um, 
that's that's just a general question that will continue on throughout the season. <laughs> Are the Twilights too hot? Are they distracting? Is Ming-Na Wen too awesome? I mean, you you can never even like put a scale on how awesome Ming-Na Wen is. I love yeah. her so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is amazing. The way she holds the gun and, and like, uh-huh. you know, like, you're just going to die. You're going to die. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> she's there as Boba's right hand, which is so weird. Because Boba, you would think, like, should be able to take care of himself, but no. Uh, he has a right hand for a reason. Mm. Also, just Ming-Na Wen herself. She's so amazing that she's hit the Disney trifecta. Uh, uh, is that cool? Oh, Mulan, yeah. Fennec, and uh, 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 Agent May? Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. hit the Disney trifecta. That is yeah. a very rare thing to do. <laughs> she is like, she is either one of the only people to have done that, or maybe the only person. That's interesting. We'd have there to is think a lot of Star Wars Marvel crossovers, so the potential's there, yeah. but, but mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's the point. It's the only one I can really think of at the moment. Somebody would have to keep an eye out for Chris Evans, because he's playing Buzz Lightyear, and mm. uh, Captain America, obviously, and then I don't know who oh. else he would have so he hasn't been in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. No, you'd have to be mm-hmm. in Star Wars, an actual Disney movie, and uh, uh, Marvel. Is that the trifecta? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you want to split hairs, is Agents of Shield canon? I don't know. Oh, who knows with that show anymore? Yeah. <laughs> who right. has the slightest idea? Right. I, I I liked the show when it started. I thought it kind of went downhill a bit. Still enjoyed it. Don't mind either way. They can make yeah. it canon again. They cannot. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. But May is one of the best things. Like Ming-Na Wen oh, in yeah. anything like she does, you know. Uh, Miss mm. Marauder says she can't see Chris Evans in a Star War. <laughs> in a Star <laughs> War, yeah. Uh, Miss um, Marauder says it really emphasizes um, the adorable cinnamon roll aspect of Boba with the contrast of Fennec. Because I'm gonna say a, I'm gonna say a crazy theory. Would okay. Fennec double cross Boba? Because Fennec nice. keeps saying, like, why don't I kill him? Why don't I kill? Like, Boba is always like, leave him, al- like, I want them alive. And she kicked one off the edge and kept one alive. So, like, at what mm. point are they going to butt heads? And she's like, I'm like, I'm going to kill this person. He's like, no. I feel like they might have, you, you know how there's that kind of, um, like, that, that big trope of, You've got a, a duo or a group, and they're close as anything, tight-knit, but then they have little hints of an argument throughout the story, and then right before the big like climax of the story, they have an argument, they separate, they go into the big fight, yeah. and then it's during it, they do a kind of like, I've got your back still, but we're not yeah. like 100% cool, but like I've got your back. Right. And then they resolve it afterwards. I feel right. like... They might do that kind of a thing. Because there definitely does need to be um, like that conflict outright as a thing. They've been making such a point of it in the first couple of episodes. Right. Like They're different approaches to to ruling and to taking mm-hmm. over. Um, it's like, it's a Chekhov's gun. You can't introduce that concept. Yeah. <laughs> and then not actually have it come into play later. Right. Uh... <laughs> do you think do you think that uh, the Anthony Weiner's parents uh, kind of incorporated Chekhov's gun with giving him the last name Weiner? 
and and he was like, I have to, I have to uh, use it. I have to use it. Okay, that's yeah. It's if you if you mention it, if you show it, you have to use it. That's Chekhov's gun. So. <laughs> Look, this is these are all literary devices, okay? Which, you know, um, <laughs> you know, you brought attention to it. Now you got to use it. Uh, that's Chekhov's gun. Miss uh, Marauder says no. Uh, Boba saved her life, and that's big loyalty. I mean, I guess it's big loyalty until it isn't, right? Yeah. It's like she she's not a Wookie. She's not a Wookie. Yeah. Like, there's no life. His life and decides they're even. There we go. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, we're pretty much writing, writing it ourselves right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, come on, move over. We're taking over. Yeah. <laughs> um, ah, I love, there were two standoffs in this episode and they weren't very long. One is in the mayor's, the mayor's office where the guys mm-hmm. shoot the, the crimson wind or whatever that guy's name was. <laughs> Uh, uh, Fennec has no respect for those guys. She's like, uh, you're paying for the name. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a brand, it's yeah. like a franchise. <laughs> it's like a franchise, you know? Uh, you got Michael Keaton, you got Michael Keaton in, um, in the, 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 what's, uh, what's the McDonald's movie? The, the, wait, wait, Michael Keaton oh, op- the opens the founder. So you got Michael yeah. Keaton in the founder being like, I'm gonna, I'm going to pay for that, uh, that franchise crimson mm-hmm. order, the crimson wind or whatever it is. Um, uh, so there's a standoff there. And then there's a standoff outside where the twins are, where all the townspeople are like, huh? And then, you know, and then, Oh, black Kersantan rolls up. Ah, it's still so good. So much tensions being built between all these groups of people. And yeah, man, mm. I can't wait to see where it goes. I have a big question. What is the difference character-wise for their personality between Din and Boba? Ooh. Because it's it's hard. Because, like, for example, uh, and I'll uh, while you guys are thinking about this one, uh, basically, uh, when Mandalorian Season 1 came out, I was like, I don't ever need Boba back. Boba can die in the Sarlacc for all I care. We got Din. He's... <laughs> Already the Mandalorian that, like, he's Boba what we thought of in our mind, but actually doing Mm -hmm. it, Boba didn't really amount to much before that. Um, And I was like, I don't need Boba back. And now that we have Boba back, I'm like, great, I love Boba. But what's the difference? Mm. I think a lot of it comes in what part of their story is being told. Uh Because, obviously... Din is a lot more dedicated to the uh, like the Mandalorian code and everything, right. which means that throughout his series, we basically only ever see him with the helmet on, uh-huh. and like e- even at a very base level, acting with something covering your face and acting without something covering your face leads to two very very different performances, mm. um, and leads to two very different characterizations, and I think. Mm. Both of them take these kind of really imposing sort of figures and humanize them in their own ways, um, which is really, really interesting to see. Again, like the difference in how they do that. Um, 
but, but because if anything, they have a kind of opposite uh, way of interacting with people. Din has his face covered, right. um, and no one else's is. We we see everyone else's face. But then, say when it comes to Boba uh, interacting with the uh, Tuscans, uh-huh. his face is completely exposed. All of theirs are covered. He doesn't have his helmet at that point. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't even but wear it's... a Tuscan Raider mask either. No, 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 exactly. And it's yeah. the difference in how they kind of have to extend conversations um, mm-hmm. to the people around them. It's, it's, I, I just find seeing that, like, those, those acting decisions that have made them these kind of different figures, I feel. Right. Matt, do you have anything? Yeah, well, I, mean, I think the character-wise biggest difference is um, kind of how we see how Din Djarin's much more. We see him starting off as being like you know all about uh, all about the rules and everything, but he's I feel like he's kind of like embracing life outside of the Mandalorian. Like he and he's like a lot more emotional. I guess I would say we see him like uh, Din is. Yeah, I think Din's a lot more emotional. Oh. I'm 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 gonna disagree, but I'll let you continue. I'll let you continue. Well, I mean, we see him like, you know, when he starts off, he's like bounty hunter, he's badass, he doesn't really care about anything, and then, you know, he meets Grogu and he starts starts appreciating life and he meets people outside and he starts to like understand the world around him is a little bit bigger and I, I guess it's just like reacting to, to people treating him like a person as opposed to like, you know I don't know. Uh, uh like a, a warrior or whatever. And then right. Bo- Boba Fett to me seems like he's somebody who's like totally fully embracing like I have this code I'm gonna stick with it I'm gonna do what is fair and that's how it's gonna be and I, I mm. don't see him like uh yeah I, I don't know <laughs> I guess it's just like <laughs> embracing like respect we we're talking about respect uh last week yeah. and this thing is just kind of like uh you were the one who brought that up right that that's the thesis that seemed like the theme of the first episode I think yeah. It, too, yeah, yeah, but is that the is that the crux of the show? Do you feel like it's a show thing, or it's just a theme that we're exploring now? Like, can a Boba Fett season two rely not on respect, or is it kind of part of the show? You know what I mean? It's, I mean, so far it seems like it's it's all it's kind of about that. Yeah, respect and uh, how to, you know. He says he wants to lead through respect, and he's they're showing his uh, interaction with the Tuscans to show like why he values that, right? Right, he values respect. So, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a big part of the season, at least. Yeah, uh, Miss Marauder is saying it's the same question of how are the Peter Parkers different because they're all different, but they have the same suit. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying that Boba and Din are the same. I'm not. I'm just. I'm asking how could we verbalize. How they're different. If I was a if I was a teacher, if I was a teacher, and I would show this in class, if I, like that'd be cool. If I was like a high school teacher and be showing Mandalorian and Boba Fett, uh, <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, write your reports. Like, how would you explain they're different? I would say like Din is um, clean and efficient in like everything he does, right? Mm. So I feel like there is more order mm. and dogma to what he does. He uses gadgets. He, he, he is, is, I mean, literally physically clean. Like his armor is clean. Um, he, he, he goes, uh, I feel like there's a, there's an ornamentation 
to what he does. Now, Boba, I think they're leading more into, and I hate to use the word of savage, but they're kind of using a raw emotion. For Din, it was a fatherly emotion, which I don't find it raw. They're both emotional, both emotional, but Din is less, I'm going to scream at someone, but I can imagine Boba Fett roaring at someone before he like kills them, if he is going to. You know, mm-hmm. um, like Boba, Boba is both. I mean, and also Boba's dealing with a just a regular rifle and a stick. I know the stick is special, but it is essentially a stick and a gun. And yeah. Din it has that like seeker, like rockets and like <laughs> like all sorts of things. He has the flamethrower. Um, and even in the present with Boba, we haven't like dealt with his jetpack and he hasn't shot the missile as far as I remember. Um like yeah. he hasn't had an opportunity to use his gadgets yet right. so far. But I think we're deconstructing Boba in a way that makes him different than Din uh, than Din. Yeah. With <laughs> Din it's with Din it's what equipment can we add to Din? Because he gets more and more equipment as time goes on. And with Boba it's how much equipment can we take away? Mm. I think a big part of the the difference, just in like the the storytelling as well, is the fact that we've seen quite a lot of Boba before in the like main films. We saw him okay. in the in the original trilogy. We saw him in right. the prequels. We've seen quite a lot of his like backstory. So right. then his series is kind of about taking that and figuring out how he's responded to everything that's happened before and how that's affected him and seeing him kind of like break down from it and like learn how to how to deal with it and recover from it Mm -hmm. whereas with Din in the Mandalorian that was his introduction so they kind of had to spend a fair amount of the first season building up the character yeah for then more so in the second season start breaking him down too that's fair I would argue I that, that that might be why with the Mandalorian a lot of it feels a lot more um like structured and and composed and everything because yeah. they 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 have to build that up for it to then be like chipped away at bit by bit. Right. But but Boba's already had that. This is his like response to it. Right. Which is interesting. Uh I I mean I could sum them both up as like one's order and one's chaos. And it's weird because Boba is chaos, but he's not chaos. Like, he's striving for order, but he is more chaotic than Din. I feel like Din is more, again, just religion alone, and the fact that religion drives him. Matthew, you disagree? Don't you think he's breaking away from that? And like, especially Din, too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's still, he's still, I mean, he's still a father, and as a father, I feel like there's an order to it. You don't see that with Boba. Boba is the idol of like that little Tuscan kid, but like mm. he's 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 not at, he's not pretending to be a father to that kid. Like mm-hmm. like, you know. Uh Miss Marauder summed it up as Boba Fett is father, Din Jaren is daddy. That's <laughs> so uh maybe you could think of it that way. Maybe. I mean, what a way to summarize. You know? Um <laughs> Uh, and then she also said that, like, Boba getting the clothes from the Tusken Raiders are a lovely parallel to Din getting his Beskar armor. And, mm. again, Beskar is about order. Like, the armor itself, like, anything indestructible is about, like, order and anti-entropy, in a way. 
Um, But like Boba is being clothed and robed in the sands of Tatooine. By the way, the way Tamura Morrison says Tatooine, Tatooine, he says it with his (laughs) with his like Maori kind of like Uh yeah Tatooine. Uh, uh, It's so good. It's so good. Um, Can we pause for a moment just like talk about how awesome that scene was when he's getting the robes like. Mm-hmm. I, it was just such a beautiful scene, man. I don't know how else to like say it. Like watching that was just, that that moment right there. I was like, I mentioned the chat like out loud. I was like, oh my god, I love this show. This is so awesome. This is so good. Yeah. I, I just it was just uh, mm-hmm. it was just a cool big moment, you know. Yeah. Well, I literally as I was like watching the episode, I, I always do, especially when I'm gonna be talking about. It, I was just like taking little notes on my phone and everything, <laughs> and um, it was just before like when they were doing that kind of like training sequence um, with the speeders and everything, I literally wrote down on my phone, they better give him some new clothes because boy, that jumpsuit is. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> like falling it, apart. Oh yeah. my God. And then they did. I like to think that that was, that was because of me. I manifested that into the episode. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when he's at that bar and he shows up in essentially like long underwear that's been like burned over time. It's like, holy shit, man, what happened to you? <laughs> yeah. That's another thing that, I, that I've been like seeing online people talking about is that it's like a rebirth type of thing. Yeah. And, like he's mm. really giving up his, his clone jumpsuit for his new life, I guess. I don't think that's a clone jumpsuit. You know, isn't it similar to what they wear in uh It probably is similar because it's probably similar because the armor goes on top of it. Um, and, and he changes his his he wears the robes I think under his new armor now like it's a it's a robe oh, looking kind of thing he wears because it's like a skirt it's like a uh almost like an indigenous kind of skirt oh yeah um, right. he was wearing like the the black uh, yeah robe. he wears like yeah, yeah. black yeah. uh robes kind of under, but I don't know whether robes or like a long skirt but either way um like his his undergarment is different. So you're you're maybe right. Maybe there is a like general long underwear that you wear under those armors. Do stormtroopers wear that though? I don't know. I'd hope so. I don't. I don't feel like those suits of armor would be particularly. Oh, yeah, nice to just, like, they're going commando. Talk about talk about going commando. Oh god. Yeah, the psychedelic <laughs> lizard. Uh, what did we see? Did we see anything interesting in that in that dream sequence? That psycho, like the 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 mind trip sequence. Well, at first, I wasn't sure if it was like like literally right when it started. I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be some kind of like vision or something. But then, right, you see like pieces of um, memories and the things that in the first episode we saw him having the nightmares about. Um, mm, so it, right. it, it it was very much a kind of speed run journey of self discovery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a tree. Come back. All good. <laughs> there's like a tree with like eyes. There's like they look yeah, like creatures, right? Did we see a flash of Mando? I thought I saw a flash of a Mandalorian helmet, and it could have been well, any Mandalorian helmet, but I don't know whether it was Boba's it, um, or Mando's. Him when he was younger. I thought yeah, it was him he was, when like... he was younger from uh, the prequels, holding uh, Jango's helmet. Yeah, that's what I saw. Oh. Okay. Because that was they in the first episode as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in like one of the dreams that he was having, it showed the clip where he goes over and holds up the helmet. Although actually, I I saw a thing on this. Uh, that specific shot that they showed of um Boba holding Django's yeah. helmet. 
uh, they changed it from what it was in the, in yes. the prequels. They edited it so that his reflection was like in mm. line with Django's helmet, which I thought was a nice touch. There was a CG. It looked like a CGI face of a yeah. young of a young Boba Fett, as opposed yeah. to a shot of of the actor previous. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm just I'm loving what they're doing. I, I like the fact that Boba Fett is not Black Chrysanthemum, you know, in a way. Like, Boba mm-hmm. Fett isn't, like, come in, shoot the biggest guy in the room, and then demand authority. But right. people, some people want that, it seems like. They want that from Boba. And that's not the case. That's not the Boba you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, just as, like, in terms of telling a story, if you have your protagonist that kind of a character it instantly makes it very very hard to to sympathize with them and right. want them to to succeed if they're just outright heartless they, they right. need to have depth to them in order to want to root for them right uh again i think it's a lot of people trying to project what they think strength is onto mm-hmm. a character that they feel should be strong mm-hmm. uh and I, I mean, I think that's interesting. That's in all sorts of franchises, right? Like people mm-hmm. are always like, you know, uh, if I was like, you know, people were like, if I was invisible, I would just go in the girls' locker room. <laughs> like it's it's that's not it's, yeah. it's 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 weird. It's it, people projecting like, yeah, how would you abuse power if you had power? Yeah. But Boba has power. He's not abusing it because he actually has power. Mm-hmm. You know that Twi'lek, that Twi'lek mayor assistant guy that guy has no power watch out for him uh-huh yeah or if that it feels like he's going to abuse power that he doesn't have right right you know um i'm excited to see what happens with this um um uh there are i mean however many episodes there are as well like four five more episodes five more five mm-hmm. five more and this is already like I was I was smiling most of the way through this whole episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing as well towards the the end of it, I know it was a fairly obvious parallel, but just that shot of him after they take down the train, sitting on all of the like piled okay. up yeah. crates and boxes and everything as they came forward and they knelt down and he was like leaning to the. Side. I didn't realize that connection, Abby. That's, <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that. That that like um that parallel that mirroring. Yeah. Of, like, that moment kind of being his, hmm, right. I like this. Right. I, I like this, this power and having this kind of, like, status, but also, as you say, not abusing it at all. Right. Just, like, to make things better. How, yeah, how to use it to, to make things better, to resolve issues. And that yeah. is, like, then perfectly shown in the resolution that he gives to that argument. I'm not going to kill you. I'm gonna yeah. spare you, but I'm gonna send you back with a warning. Yeah, <laughs> I'm he... not heartless. I'm not just gonna murder you, <laughs> right? But just don't come back. <laughs> he mentioned something, right? That this is this is the Tuscan's land, yeah. right? Yes. What what does he say? He says something like, "He said if they want to come back, they gotta pay a toll." Yeah, because yeah. this is their land. This is their ancestral yeah. home. He mentioned yes. that, right? That's what he said. The seas, the the dune seas, belongs to them, or right. And then he, like, he mentioned three feet to run. Yeah. yeah. And he mentions to the Tuscans that 
that uh, uh, they know every grain of sand, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, this is something we talked about in episode one, uh, Matt, Matt and I um, and, and Sawyer last week. Uh, it's interesting. The, the present or quote unquote present of this show is like a crime kind of show. But in the mm-hmm. past, it's a Western. And yes, and, and we see, yeah. you know, we see the the colonizers, right? We see the mm-hmm. indigenous people, and uh, M- Matt, I mean, you're you're a big fan of westerns and spaghetti westerns and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are there are there a lot of westerns that do this kind of thing where where you humanize uh, 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 the Native Americans and whatnot? Um. I haven't seen too many. Like I'm still kind of fresh in the whole spaghetti western scene. But actually, the spaghetti western scenes it they don't really they don't do that much. Mm-hmm. American westerns, yeah. They, oh, okay. Uh, they'll there will be, but they're kind of portrayed as like, you know, savages. savages. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right and they, again, and, and that's what spaghetti. we've been seeing from the Tuscan Raiders this whole time up until recently. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so spaghetti weird. Spaghetti westerns is like it's morally just like, you know, morally ambiguous people fighting each other. Um, mm. So, mm. and yeah. it's just the whole, the whole like skeleton story of you know a lone rider, a stranger comes into town, yeah. meets the locals. They don't entirely trust him at first. Right, then an yeah. outside threat happens. He helps them, earns their trust, and rises to some kind of like authority through it. Yeah, um, which is really really interesting that they're actually keeping so well to that kind of structure because obviously the character of Boba Fett, uh, back in the original trilogy, was literally supposed to, he was like based on that kind of western hero character. With the spurs. He He had like a spur sound effect and everything. Yeah. 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 It was the spurs and the kind of um, signature sort of like quiet, gravelly voice that every single western hero (laughs) speaks with. Right. That kind of like characterization that was set so early on. They're really, really paying homage to it now, which I yeah. just love. Uh, say, I, I talk a lot about race when it comes to episode seven and eight and nine, I guess the sequel trilogies, uh, sequel trilogy. Um, I think the greatest thing that they did was make the clone troopers and Boba and Django, Tamura Morrison, a, a brown Maori and just yeah. like, because it, I'm watching this this show and it's like, yeah, it's the classic like Kevin Costner white man goes <laughs> to live with with the tribe and like earns their respect. But no, now it's it, it's 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 Tamura Morrison going to live with aliens, essentially. And mm. so we see that like there's still same powers, a lot of very similar powers at play. The power structure mm. of of humans or like humanoid creatures in like the in in the galaxy like humans mm. still hold a lot of the power um but like i don't know i i just think that's like super interesting and i don't know i don't know whether i'm hyping this up too much or not but like i'm digging it no it's great and and that's one of the things as well with um the the way that they're like paying homage to that um like western sort of story and everything they're paying homage to it but also spinning on its head in in the way that you said it isn't yep. the you know the the cool lone wolf white guy comes into town and takes over and becomes the sheriff. Right. It's it's not that kind of thing with how he is interacting with the Tuscans. Yes. Yeah. 
genuinely respectful. And that training sequence with the uh, the Tuscan leader, yeah, um, with the sticks, and then she shows him like she whacks it out of his hand. And he kind of has that moment. He's like, "Okay, I get it. Show me. I want to learn this properly." Right. You see, I mean, with the the theme of respect, he genuinely, really, really respects them and their way of fighting, their way of life, and he wants to. He he genuinely wants to learn it. Um, yeah, which is refreshing in this kind of a stereotypical Western sort of story. I, I think this is applicable to life, but also like really cool that we see it here is that when somebody says you're doing it wrong, uh, people's knee jerk reaction is no, I'm not, you mm-hmm. know, and his is show me, right? Show yeah. me that uh, if I'm doing something wrong, show me how I'm doing it wrong uh, and he'll learn. So so he's not too big to like fail like no he he'll learn and he'll be humble and realize that like yeah there are a lot of people out there uh who know more about whatever it is than he does um you know also no matter what that Tuscan raider has under their robes it doesn't change the fact that like that Tuscan raider is better than him at, yeah right mhm so uh, this is the boba that I like. Yeah, and I'm glad this 100%. is the boba that those certain people are hating. Good, <laughs> let them hate it because I don't want that boba, like uh-huh. that they think exists. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Um, so much better. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of nuance to this, and I'm glad there's a growing nuance to Star Wars because. Mm-hmm. A lot of it comes down to good versus evil, Skywalker family, uh, pew pew, which is all great. <laughs> it's fun, but like, I got tired of it from from episode nine, and I don't need that anymore. Hmm. I mean, it's again, it's it's like I said to towards the start of this, just making that switch from looking at this big giant universe and all of its moving parts on a large scale, yeah. and then going okay. We've done that. We've explored that. It's getting old. Let's look at the people. Yeah. Let's look yes. at the characters. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah. I'm so happy they're finally doing it. Right. Right. Um, as we as we close up this episode, um, I, I guess I want to ask both of you guys: What do you guys think uh, is going to happen? It's all right. Create some wild theories. That's fine too. <laughs> Uh, what do you think is going to happen? And I mean, we got five remaining episodes. What do you think is going to mm-hmm. happen? I am happy to say I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, this can really go anywhere, and which I think is great, which makes me really want to watch. Like, I, I can't predict it, and I'm so happy that I can't. I'm so excited to to see, like, you know, what's, what's going to happen. I mean, yeah. We're going to get the uh, we're gonna the, the uh, clash with, with all the, the people that we've been seeing, but um, if I had to just throw something out there, I mean, stuff I've seen online, people are talking about, oh, is Kira gonna come? And um, oh yeah, I guess uh, we could see her. We don't know who those people work for. The train, right, right. So and that 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 robot left. That robot got away. That yeah. driver. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, her legs too. That was cool. Yeah, I feel like they're definitely gonna come back into play at some point. Yeah. Do you think it's Kira? 
from Solo? You think it's that that villain organization, whatever they're called, Crimson Dawn? Dawn, yeah, Crimson mm-hmm. Dawn. Could be. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I want more of uh, uh, what's her name, Amelia Clark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like. Sorry? <laughs> oh, I mean, she'd have to be, she'd have to be like 20 years older, though. Uh-huh. Because it's been like 20 years since Solo, right? Solo's yeah. like 10 years before New Hope, right? Oh, so 30 years? Yeah. No, that's not right. She'd have to be, she'd have to be Han Solo, like Han Solo's age. 15 and 20 you know. years older. Yeah, she'd have to be Han Solo's age in Return of the Jedi, essentially. Mm. Yeah. Right? Because she's around the same age, yeah. So, is she old <laughs> enough? I don't. I don't know if she's old enough. She's like thirty four. How so. old is Han Solo supposed to be? <laughs> I'm well, giving up on any. He's sixty in Return of the Jedi. He's like in his early thirties in in, in Solo, hope, right? In A New Hope. Oh, you mean in Solo? I thought. How old is he in Solo? I thought, okay, I thought you when I said she's thirty four. I think you meant the actress. No, no, no. Uh, no, I, I have so many characters, or so many questions. Solo, Han Solo is how old in Solo? He's got to be in his 20s, right? So he's 30-something in A New Hope? Yeah, I would say. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I did the math wrong in my head. And I'm like, how old? Jeez Louise. Okay. Amelia I'm Park good. Is 35. Okay. So, this is 10 years later ish 15 years later yeah. okay i can see that About i can see that okay mm-hmm. yeah okay um kira would be cool to see um sure. uh you guys have any other wants and desires other than just you know i love i do i agree with matthew like i love the fact that i can't guess what's going on mm-hmm. yeah there's a couple like as we've been saying like little gut feelings about certain characters yeah. or there's like the the tropes that they very easily could do like boba and fennec having the argument before the big fight and blah 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 all that kind of stuff but then again as you were saying they've been subverting quite a couple tropes already in just the first the first two episodes so yeah even bringing those up and going oh yeah those are probably gonna happen are they (laughs) are they how how do we know they're all about giving us the unexpected it seems yeah yeah um sorry excuse me um do we see romance at any moment like do we do we see like romance for anyone um not not an obvious one yet that i'm seeing I, i i wouldn't really like off the top of my head be seeing any of that happening right now if they develop like certain relationships or they bring in a new character or something i could maybe see it happening Mm -hmm. but i'd be i'd be worried about it then kind of just becoming the driving force of the show Um, yeah i'm not sure if i'd want it to happen at least not in this series um like this season yeah because it's just the the kind of power dynamic and respect like those themes of the story those are enough of a driving force in of themselves right 
I I really hope that okay, maybe if there's no romance in this season, but there is in a second season, we mm. we get all the incels on board on how to become like a better person by make having mm. Boba Fett be a better person, and then <laughs> it, it's almost like a how to like a like be a good person one hundred and one kind of uh, show mm. where in season two it's like. Boba Fett teaches you how to be a good boyfriend. And then it's like, Boba Fett has a, uh, whoever, a, a they friend, uh, whatever Boba's into. And incels that used to look up to Boba Fett finally learn like, oh, I should listen to the other person. I should feel mm. compassion. I should not manipulate. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should respect. Respect's a big thing, right? And I don't know. Calling each episode like chapter one, chapter two. It could be lesson one, lesson two. Lesson two. right, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I I wouldn't mind if this show just made people better people who were watching mm. it. I'm cool with that. You know, <laughs> the Ted Lasso, the Ted Lasso of Star Wars. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh. Uh. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of like cool stuff. I want to see the twins come back, and I want to see black. I want to see black chrysanthemum fight. This. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Oh, mm. oh, the fat like again. I'm still freaking out. Like they took a comic character and made him live action, which is mm. it's only a matter of time till Doctor Afra gets her own show because she has her own comic yeah. series. Like it's only a matter of time, you know. Yeah. Um, I caught Vance from straight from the novels. But they, that happened, like, current currently, right? Cobb Vance in the novels was at, like, roughly at the time that he appeared in Mandalorian? No, it was, like, Aftermath no? came out in 2015. Oh, and okay. Mandalorian came out last, what, the second season of last year? Yeah. 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 2020. Mm-hmm. Wait, the Cobb Vance season was season one, right? That's season two. Was it really? Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It was season two. Um, there's a lot to look forward to. I'm excited. I'm here for the ride. Uh, yeah. Uh, any fan of Boba Fett is, should be, you know, um, should be watching this. Any fan of Star Wars. And mm-hmm. even to the point where I'm thinking to myself, like, is this too much for a non-fan of Star Wars to watch? Like, do you no. think this could have qualities that, like, a not Star Wars fan would like? Oh, definitely. A hundred percent. I think they're they're doing a really good job at the moment because one of the biggest complaints when it comes to things like um, like MCU films is they go, oh, why is it that every single show and film has like a million characters from the extended universe? It becomes way too confusing. Um, yeah. And if you're new to it, you've got no idea what's going on. Book of Boba really seems to be avoiding doing that. They're not bringing in um like a million and one characters that you're already supposed to know and even if they do they don't present them in a you should know who this is way they present it in a here's a new character to the story way if you happen to know who they are right nice little extra touch for you but it still makes total total sense in the story on its own um and even like the the flashbacks and like using scenes from from the prequels if you know that those are scenes from the prequels, it's like, oh, yeah, nice, cool. If you don't, if you haven't seen the main films, then yes. it's, oh, it's a flashback. And it has enough context. Like, that, like yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Mm. I'm with you. I think um, they're doing a good job of it. 
I think so too. I think so too. Um, thank you guys so much for for coming on the show, Abby. Of course, being our special guest for episode two. Um, we got <laughs> we got so co-host. Yeah, no problem. It's always a pleasure, co-host Matthew uh, over there. Uh, we also got Miss Marauder in the chat. If you uh, if anyone out there is watching us live or watching the video, you can see our wonderful faces. Awesome. That is on volume.com slash the Keeg Show or on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show. We're on volume and Twitch, and uh, I'll probably import into uh, uh, YouTube soon enough. Uh, but if you're listening to us and can't see our faces, that's great. Either way, uh, whatever way you want to digest us, we're, we have a podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Uh, we are all over the place. Um, this is the Boba Fett After Show. We do this uh, every week up until February 9th, I believe, is the final episode uh, of this uh, season or series or whatnot. Um, next week, we have special host Trevor Reese with Matthew coming back as co-host and uh, guest Paul Lau. Uh, I won't be here next week, um, but uh, I'm going to try to watch this episode and and the after show and try to, depending on whether times match up or not, uh, I'm still going to try to be a part of it. Um, other than that, uh, Abby, where can we find you? What's your social media? Where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything cool? Uh, above and beyond, my main thing is TikTok. Um, <laughs> and it's basically just anything um nerdy related film related series related um i just love talking about things yeah <laughs> that i find pretty interesting um yeah so yeah main thing is tiktok and i'm abby zarafa burn on that um a b b y z e r a f a b y r n e uh i am also on instagram and twitter but i don't really use this as much as tiktok is that's the big boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love your TikToks. You do a great job. Obviously, if you didn't do a great job, there wouldn't be like, I wouldn't have invited you on for three free things so far, you know? Uh, so you do great stuff. Uh, I have missed you though. Cause, cause like you had, like, uh, I, I was like, I haven't seen Abby in so long. And then I think you posted one when you came back and I was like, yeah. it's been so long. What happened? Uh, but it's school, right? Yeah, it's first yeah. term of uni. Um, yeah. It's only just finished. Uh, yeah. Well, second term starts in a week. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trying to get back into the flow of it. Um, it's been great over Christmas. I've been able to post a lot more. I think there was one day when I posted three videos on the same oh. day. That has not happened in a while. <laughs> <laughs> that has not happened in a while. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and keep up the flow of it even when I go yeah. back. <laughs> Uh, um, I, I, yeah, uh, I hope you, you continue with it, but you do what you got to do. Cause you know, uh, either way, TikTok will be there. I think when you come back, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, also, sorry, <laughs> what reminded me and made me kind of laugh is, uh, is task force Z. Did you say task force <laughs> Z? But me? No. Yeah. Did you do, did you No, no, no. It might've been, it might've been someone else from, oh. from, uh, 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 another Brit. But uh-huh. what was funny is I saw on 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 TikTok somebody got upset because you just said Zed and I was like somebody uh-huh. got upset that somebody said Task Force Zed instead of Task Force Z, and they're like they're like just read it out it's like the letter of the alphabet and then it's like Zed like because you guys say Zed <laughs> and we say Z I think it's super funny but also there are dumb people out there that don't. Understand. <laughs> 
but the yeah. the only time that I can bring myself to to actually say it is Z instead of Z yeah. is World War Z the film because it's supposed to be a pun on World War Three. That is the oh only okay. That you don't say World War Z. I I did for ages, and I was like, okay, fine, I'll say it like the pun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you gave in. do you say zebra or zebra? Zebra. <laughs> okay, it's a cool. Zebra. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Look, I'm not making her make fun of you. I'm just trying to. Zero or zero. Zero. Ah. Uh, we, we, I mean, they make fun of me. They make fun of me about GIF versus GIF. So, you know. Right, rightfully so. <laughs> no, it's, it's GIF. Well, I'm not saying it is absolutely GIF, but I'm saying, I'm saying GIF and that's just as, as it's, it's whatever. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, Matt, where can we find you? Uh, what do you got coming up? Find me here every week. Um, uh, Instagram, Matthew A. Mori. That's pretty much the only place I'll post. Uh, mm. You can look up my songs. If you look up on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, um, the most recent EP is Overwhelming Odds, Band is Crosscheck. Listen to the song Devil Don't Take Holidays. If you like punk rock, that'll be your thing. Maybe. Hopefully. Such a badass, man. Such a badass. Um, thank you guys so much, uh, Matthew, for being co-host and Abby for being our special guest today. Uh, if you're out there and you uh, want to subscribe to our Patreon, go to www.patreon.com slash the Keeg Show. We got a bunch of different tiers. Uh, you can donate and subscribe to uh, the Keeg in whatever way you want. Um, you'll see at the end of this episode, you'll see some credits that have... Um, that have uh, 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 our, our contributors on it, which is awesome. Uh, we finally have contributors, which nice. is great. You know, you got to start, got to start somewhere, one foot at a time. We got one foot, um, and uh, we got a lot of other cool shows coming up. We got Comic Talk every Thursday night. Obviously, we got Boba Fett after show. You know, early, early, early Wednesday mornings, um, and uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up. So follow us on Instagram at the Keeg Show. Follow us on TikTok at the Keeg Show, and follow us on Twitter at the Keeg Show uh, to stay up to date with everything. But uh, other than that, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thank you guys for watching the show. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been the Boba Fett After Show. Take care. Bye.